Warning, The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. So, under liberalism, they let the bums and the illegal aliens live and they let the taxpayers die. Now, if you think that's over the top, let me read you a story that came out today in the Daily Caller. It speaks for itself. Homeless people in San Francisco, who I call bums, are being given free alcohol and drugs. Alcohol, marijuana, methadone, and other drugs. But take a guess who's giving it out. The San Francisco Health Department. Now, as you well know, they should be arrested. Not the uh, homeless people, but the SF Department of Public Health should be put in prison. But we have a mayor who was invented. They invented her. No one knows who she was. Mayor Breed invented, picked out of the air. How can you not listen to this story and say to yourself, this is too much? I just found out that homeless people placed in hotels in SF, they're given free hotel rooms, number one, are being delivered alcohol, weed, and methadone for free. Now, they're supposed to be offering them treatment, but they're not offering them treatment. Now, take a guess how the San Francisco Department of Public Health responded to this. I want you to listen to the double-speak and insanity of this city. Quote, these harm reduction-based practices and are not paid for with taxpayer money help guests, they're calling bums guests, freeloading bums, they're calling guests, successfully complete isolation and quarantine and have significant individual and public health benefits in the COVID-19 pandemic. Who's paying for the alcohol, the drugs? How come you can't get a check from the government? How come you can't get a dime from the government, but they have free drugs? This is a city that is so insane. You have to live here to understand how twisted it is. But then again, every time Nancy Pelosi opens her mouth, you know how twisted it is. But that's only the first story. There are many, many others which we're going to talk about on The Savage Nation. And if you care to comment on this or any other topic I'm going to mention, I'm going to give you the number right now, 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-407-282. If you're listening to the show on the stream where the show is a giant, you can also call into the show at 855-400-7282. And I want calls today. I want you to get online as soon as you can because the lines will fill up today. And I want you to understand that the show is a two-hour show. And the phone number is 855-400-7282. But what else is in the news? That's not shocking enough for you. You can't get a government check. But the bums in San Francisco have been given free hotel rooms and free alcohol and drugs by the San Francisco Department of Public Health. And the head of the SF Department of Public Health is not immediately put in prison. I have told you for months, if not years, the FBI needs to raid San Francisco and arrest the management I would start with the mayor. I'd put her in prison for what she's doing. How can one psychotic mayor hold an entire city hostage and there's no riots? How can a whole city come to a halt because one psychotic human being has said you must stay home? How can that be? How have you become so passive? How have you given up your freedom so quickly for this gigantic, this gigantic ripoff of America? You know, I've heard the conspiracy theory for a while now that it was a hoax, the whole epidemic. I've argued against that, obviously. It's a real virus. It can be very deadly. But the more we all learn about it together, the more we realize that it's not deadly for everyone. It's not hitting all cities and counties and states at the same level. And seven weeks ago, I was the first and only one calling for what I call selective quarantines. And I listed the groups that should have been quarantined, letting the rest of us go about our business. You don't have to be a genius to understand how epidemics work. I did study epidemiology. I know how they work. You don't isolate a whole city. You isolate those communities which are most at risk. Why was it made into a one-size-fits-all by these demonic left-wing maniac governors? Why? Why is the so-called press not understanding that there is a hoax involved here. Why? Because it's a gigantic conspiracy. 
not of dunces, but of very evil people. And the only way we're going to break the chains of this hoax is to break the chains of this hoax and go about our business. And if the cops want to be fascists and they want to use billy clubs on women and they want to taser people who open a hair salon or a bar, they want to bring in a tax squad to attack a bar owner. Did you see that story? Could you believe what they're doing? Have you seen the crypto fascism that was just under the surface? Now, what self-respecting officer of the law would do this to a bar owner? What self-respecting officer of the law would go along with this as though they're in the, in, in, in the, um, in the Germany of the 1930s and say, I'm only following orders? The cops have to say, go to hell. I'm not arresting people or opening their restaurants. Go to hell. And it's got to start soon because we'll have nothing to come back to. Homeless people in San Francisco given free drugs, weed, alcohol, methadone in their free hotel rooms by the San Francisco Department of Public Health. Alcohol, marijuana to the bums delivered to them, delivered to these pigs. And you're paying for it. What are the other stories that caught my eye today? 855-407-28 to the lines are jamming up. Well, the best place for me to go right now is to michaelsavage.com because I tend to pick the stories in the morning. We'll start with podcast from Wednesday, from Monday. Ineffective and dangerous. Savage says he will refuse to take a coronavirus vaccination. 100%. I'll join a militia. I'll go to the hills. I will not take it. If they, if they ever tell me it's mandatory, I will join an armed militia. militia. I will never take such a vaccination. And I'm going to tell you why. First of all, there are 20 to 30 different mutations of this, of this particular virus. It's impossible to get an effective vaccine, no matter what the government will tell you. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer, by the way. I totally believe in, in vaccinations for childhood illnesses, and I've said so. Uh, but with this, when you have 20 to 30 mutations, no, never. Very dangerous. And I've given you an example of why. I've talked to you about the flu vaccine, which I've never taken and never will take. Uh, it's my choice not to take it. I've never had the flu, actually, in the winter. I don't need the uh, vaccination. And that's because the vaccines are only 35 to 40, 50% maximum effective in the flu. And, uh, and they're very dangerous for some people. Now, when it comes to this virus, do you realize they have to give you some of the coronavirus, the COVID-19 virus, for you to get an immunity to it? You want to be injected with some Frankenstein virus from China? And you're going to go along with that and say, well, I guess the government says it's okay. Not this boy. Want to talk about that? Same number. Here's some other stories. Gay porn star slammed for allegedly partying during coronavirus lockdown. I don't want to make that a big deal. But, you know, we had an AIDS epidemic in this country. You know, there were no quarantines of gay people. You know, the Feinstein, Diane Feinstein refused to close the gay bathhouses during the heyday of the epidemic. Do you know any of this? But she's going along with this one pretty good. SWAT team arrests armed vigilantes defying lockdown in Texas bar. Can you believe this story? A SWAT team is called out with a bulletproof tank to arrest people who were defying a lockdown in a bar in Texas. This is in Texas. Meanwhile, Pelosi is pushing ahead on a massive virus bill. She wants more billions for her cronies, more billions for these corrupt states and cities that these left-wing dictators run. Pushing ahead on a massive virus bill. How much bankruptcy can this country take? Meanwhile, man arrested three times in a day, released each time over coronavirus fears. He's laughing. They arrest him for breaking into a car. They arrest him for breaking into a house. They release him immediately because Governor Newsom, in his intimate wisdom of the world, has given an edict that you cannot arrest somebody during the coronavirus fears. They're just leaving them, letting them run out of the jails now. Oh, yes. These are some of the topics. Meanwhile, meat. What about meat? Did you know China is buying up America's food supply? Those wonderful, friendly folks from China are buying up our food supply. It's a story from the American Thinker that I posted on michaelsavage.com. You can read it yourself. 
When you buy ham or when you buy meat, you think that it's an American company. But these sneaky bastards not only stole our manufacturing base, and it all started under Bill Clinton, but they bought Smithfield Foods, started in 1936 by a family in Virginia. These sneaky bastards own Armour and this famous Smithfield Hams. These sneaky Chinese also bought Nathan's famous hot dogs. So every time you eat one of these products, you're basically funding the Chinese Communist Party. How did they buy all of this? Did you know that the Chinese owned one in four pigs raised in the U.S.? Do you know that they added 146,000 acres of land? They're now the largest buyer of American farmland. Did you know they're buying up our farmland? Do you understand what the hell is going on? They buy the farmland. They buy the factories. They buy the animals. How can they buy overseas farmland? You know that you can't do this in Canada. If you try to buy farmland in Canada, you are limited to about 20 acres. I know very specifically what the law is because several years ago I looked into uh, buying land in Canada, and I was actually pleasantly surprised to learn the Canadians have a sense of survival. And they don't permit foreigners to own more than 20 acres of land. Did you know that? How can these sneaky enemies of America, how can they buy 146,000 acres of farmland in the United States? How can they buy armor, ham? How can they buy Nathan's hot dogs? Am I going to wake up one day and find out that the sneaky Chinese communists have bought our shipbuilding plants? The sneaky Chinese communists have bought our airplane factories? What has to happen until America realizes we have a corrupt gang running America? Corrupt from top to bottom, not only foisting this horrendous lie upon us about stay-at-home orders, but then on top of it all, selling the country down the river to the Chinese communists. Do you have to wake up with a ring in your nose, with an overlord from somewhere in China, hitting you with a whip telling you what to do till you realize what you lost? Yes. I'm afraid that America is lost. I'm afraid that there's only a small hardcore left of people intelligent enough to know what's going on and then a smaller hardcore of those willing to fight for the freedoms that they inherited in this land. I'm afraid that the rest of us, which is the majority of Americans, are either too dumb too drugged, or too fat to fight back. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Okay, you know I'm a car guy. You know I've had a Hellcat. And with the ever-increasing numbers of cars like Dodge, BMW, and Volkswagen, and models like the Hellcat, X3, and Jetta, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. We all know that. I'm a car guy. And I'm telling you, why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com right in your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts in a chain store or new car dealership when you could do it at home on your own computer. Now, you may not know this, but chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and reliably low they are. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Does not require this. You could just do it yourself. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Just go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet sets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. 
The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. But best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write SAVAGE in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's S-A-V-A-G-E. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Don't stand online in an auto parts store and wait for the hostile clerk to get back to you. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. motto in America called Question Authority that all the um, liberals in San Francisco used to proudly drive around with a bumper sticker, all these schmucks, the ones who have walked on, now walk on hands and knees to authority. Question Authority. I've questioned authority since I've been born. Could be because I'm a breech baby and I came out backwards, so I've been kicking and fighting from the beginning. The coronavirus hype is the biggest political hoax in history. Now, notice I did not say that it's not real, that it's not a real virus. It's a great article that Carol Trumley, Cheryl Trumley from the Washington Times wrote. She said the new coronavirus is real. The response to the coronavirus is hyped. And in time, she said this hype will be revealed as politically hoaxed. She said COVID-19 will go down as one of the political world's biggest, most shamefully overblown, overhyped, Overly and irrationally inflated and outright deceptively flawed responses to a health matter in American history. One that was carried largely on the lips of medical professionals who have no business running a national economy or government. Yeah, COVID-19 is a very real disease. It sickens some, proves fatal to others, mostly the elderly and those with underlying conditions. It does nothing to the vast majority of those who contract the virus. They develop an immunity to the the, uh, the virus after that. You have to read the story. And many of us are seeing this. And yet the next stop is uh, what? What's the next stop? If they can get away with destroying an economy. Now, I've heard the argument that it's all to get Donald Trump. I, you know, I, I don't want to buy into that. I've heard people say this is all meant to keep the economy crippled through the election so Trump is not elected. So I say to people who say that, how does that make sense for Gavin Newsom to cripple California so that they don't elect Donald Trump? I don't quite understand that. California never doesn't vote Republican anyway. It's flooded with illegal aliens who shouldn't be able to vote to begin with. But they're not going to vote for, for Donald Trump. May as well put the voting machines in Tijuana as well as in San Francisco. Or put them into El Salvador. I mean, that's the next step. Why have them come and vote here? Just move your voting machines to El Salvador or to Guatemala, or to, uh, to Mexico. So I don't understand how that works. How is that going to hurt Donald Trump if the economy's broken in New York State or broken in uh, California? They don't vote for, for Republicans or Trump anyway. It's all run by the immigrant communities who have basically been given the power to steal our electoral system from us. Every time we've demanded and screamed for voter ID, they said it's racist. That was the word that was meant to intimidate us. I've never been intimidated because I know who the real racists are. It's them. It's the Pelosi's. It's the Schumer's. It's the Cuomo's. It's those who are using race as a weapon to destroy this country and to destroy the rest of us. That's just one story of many. Now, the lines are sold out. I knew they would be today because you missed me yesterday. As you know, I'm in a staggered schedule during my recuperation from uh, what happened in December. I'm really glad to be here with you today. And I'll, I'll be back shortly to take your calls. 
Michael Savage, a host like no other. A small cadre of mandarins. Think about how few people they are, the governors who have done this, and the fake public health uh, support team, the stooges, with the fake stethoscopes and the fake white coats who stand behind them. A few mandarins have seized control of over 300 million people and destroyed them. 20 million people. Listen to the number. Private payrolls dropped by 20 million people. The worst loss in history. A member of the Savage Nation family is on a Southwest Airlines jet today. There was a compelling reason to go somewhere. And she sent me a picture of the airplane. I was stunned. There were 12 people on the entire flight. They have destroyed the airline industry, the automobile industry, the oil industry, the meat industry, the pork industry, the dairy industry. A small cadre of mandarins who dest- of the type that destroyed China. And I've told you the story of, of China and the history of China uh, before in a thumbnail sketch. In the year 1000, China was somewhat of a free market economy, and they were more advanced than any society on on the earth, any nation on earth as well. They had six-masted sailing ships. China was booming in trade with uh, many portions of the world. And then what happened was a small group of mandarins came along and imposed rules of the type that Newsom not based on a virus, but the type of control that you are seeing now from this very, think about it. How can less than 50 people control 350 million people? How? How did this happen? When most of us have enough common sense to understand this as a bullcrap job, that they have done this to control us. And if they can do this to us based on a fraudulent situation, think about what they're going to do next. And think about how demonic they are, what they're using this to do, and what they will do next. These mandarins, by the way, belong in prison. You heard me right. This is what breeds revolutions in a nation. When a small cadre of mandarins seize control of an entire nation, the nation will eventually rise up, there will be a revolution, and these people will be put in prison for what they're doing to this country say, well, what are you saying? They should reopen the whole country? I have been saying for six, seven, eight weeks, first you quarantine those who are at most risk of spreading the disease and of getting the disease. Do I have to spell out for you who they are again? I won't do it. You can find it on one of my earlier podcasts. This never, ever should have happened. These were false predictions based upon false numbers put out by fake scientists and used by fake politicians to fake an entire nation into submission. And now the country is literally broken. A SWAT team raids a bar. A Dallas salon owner gets seven days in jail for reopening. Are you listening to this? Churches are closed. Freedom of religion is blown up. Predictions are all wrong. Now they're telling us, get ready for the second wave with that fraud, that Dr. Fraudy, that that Dr. Slouchy, who should be in prison for what he's done to this country. He lied to us. He failed us during the AIDS epidemic. He's a fake. He's a bum. He's the worst of all of them. He's been in the government for over 40 years. He's a deep plant. I've watched him during the AIDS epidemic. He's a fake. The real question is, how is Trump letting this happen? Who inside... You know, this is the question I keep asking. Trump's supposed to be this all-powerful leader. So who inside his inner circle is letting him be bamboozled by people like Flouchy and the other one, the floozy there with the scarf, the other know-nothing dummy? How can he, who is supposedly so smart and so tough, not see through them? How? Meanwhile, companies that were on the verge of bankruptcy are being bailed out, states are being bailed out. So who's paying for this 7 to $10 trillion bailout uh, pig fest that's going on? It means the currency is like a fiat currency. 
It means we have no currency. It's fake. It was bad enough that we had paper money after Nixon took us off the gold standard. That was bad enough. The same Nixon who opened up China as a result of uh, Henry Kissinger, the sneak. I'm not, not, not supposed to say anything negative about Henry Kissinger. He's, he's the god of everything. But it was Kissinger who stabbed our troops in the back during the Vietnam War. It was Kissinger who worked both ends against the middle for his own advantages, who opened us up to China. It was Nixon who took us off the gold standard, all Republicans, by the way. So it just shows you that there's a talk show host who's been saying for 20 years now that there's only a one-party system in America called the Democrat Party, or if you prefer, the Republicrat Party. And he said there is no difference between the two of them at the end. It's all the same. It's a two-card Monte, a three-card Monte with two cards, or there's three shells on the table with no peas under them. And we're led to believe that there's a vast difference between the two parties. So again, we have the president being bamboozled by a fraud like Flouchy and by Scarf and by fakers who put out fake numbers. He lets them close an entire nation down, cripple airlines. I, I don't know how we ever come back from this. How can we ever come back from this fraud that we are being, that's being inflicted upon us? And the part that worries me the most is the story I saw this morning, how China is buying up America's food supply in the American thinker by Ziva Dahl. I did not know that the Chinese bought so much of our meat industry. Smithfield Foods, owned by China, started in Virginia in 1936 by a family. Chinese bought it. They own Armour Foods. That's A-R-M-O-U-R. They own Smithfield Hams. They own Nathan's Hot Dogs. How did they? How were they allowed to buy an essential industry like this? How could they then add 146,000 acres of farmland and take away a breadbasket from us? How? The corrupt Democrat Party would sell your daughter's skin if they could make a dollar off it. If they could sell the umbilical cords off your children's birth, they would sell it in Washington, D.C. They are the most corrupt, evil administration combined with the Democrat Party I've ever seen in my in my entire life. They have decimated the earth. They have decimated the land. They have decimated the animals. They have decimated the air. They have decimated the waters. They have decimated the air itself, all in the name of profit. But to sell out our farmland? The Chinese Communist Party has identified the meat processing industry as a strategically important technology. And so they bought it. They bought the most advanced animal processing technology in the world from us. Who would, have, who would have permitted that to be sold? That would be like buying a shipbuilding industry from us. Former Smithfield CEO Larry Pope said, quote, in many respects, this is carrying out the Chinese government's five-year plan, which is to improve the quality and the security of their food supply. The Chinese consume half of the world's pork production, and pork supply is so important to the Chinese that just as the U.S. government maintains a strategic oil reserve, listen carefully to this, please, the Chinese communists stash away vast amounts of frozen pork in case of shortages. Stupid they are not. Now, what did I say last week when I read that the farmers who couldn't sell the pork were going to slaughter 2,000 pigs, kill the baby pigs, kill the adult pigs, plow them under while they're living? I said, what kind of dumb, dumb moronic government, government lets this happen? What kind of stupid people would not slaughter the animals and freeze the meat? What kind of stupid evil government would do this? What kind? The kind we have. And that goes across the board. Don't tell me I'm supposed to sit here like a partisan and say, oh, I'm on this side and they're on that side. Please leave me alone with that already. Can't you see through the charade? So China freezes the pork in case of shortages. The rest of it they try to buy. And who runs Smithfield Foods? Who? It's run by Wan Long, a former foot soldier in Mao Zedong's army. Could you believe this? For decades, we read China has been fighting a stealth war against the United States with the objective of replacing America as a dominant world power. So now they own our food supply. Meanwhile, here in Sicko, California, Man arrested three times in a day, released each time over coronavirus fears. Thank you, Governor Newsom.
That is really great management. That's really the road to the White House. That's really the road to the White House. Really the road to the White House. So a small group of mandarins, how many governors have done this to us? It's not even 50. Think about this. When I say mandarins are controlling over 300 million people on a, on a fraud and a fake and a hoax, think about how few of them there are. You ask yourself, how could so few? How could just a few, a handful? What are there, 15 to 20 psychotic governors like this? 20 of them who belong in a mental hospital have done this to an entire nation, despite the evidence, the best evidence that we should, be, we should have reopened a while ago and that certain communities should have been isolated, not all of us. And no matter what evidence was presented to them, these demons said, go to hell. I love the power. You know, I know some Democrats who have seen through this governor. They were going to vote for him. They said they'll never vote for him again. There's no alternative, though, because there's no Republican Party. Pelosi and her gang of gangsters have been so successful that they have created not only a one-party system, but no chance for ever another party to arise. No chance for a Republican Party to ever rise back up in the state. That's how successful this gang is. How did they do it? Well, they're very smart. They're like the Chinese. They bought the essential services that would have been required for the truth to get out, mainly the newspapers. They control the newspapers. And in controlling the newspapers, which the average schmuck reads like the Bible, they control the flow of information. So everyone thinks the Democrats are good, Republicans are bad. I'm talking about the morons. Everyone reads this stupid non-newspaper or the L.A. Times, which was once a great newspaper. It's nothing but a mimeograph sheet of lies put out by the Democrat uh, machine. And they think that Trump is the evil one. Newsom is a great one. Or uh, the one in New York, Mr. Meatball, is a great governor. That fraud, that bum, that mook. Do you know that Cuomo has never held a job in his life outside of government? Do you know that Cuomo is a lifetime political hack? He started his career, if you want to call it that, working on his daddy's campaign. And he has never, ever created a job, or held a job, rather, or produced a service in this nation for anybody. No businesses whatsoever. And this guy has destroyed New York State. But the same is true in New Jersey. The same is true in Illinois. The same is true in Virginia. How did this happen? You can bring it all down to two words voter ID. Had the Republicans had the guts to say, go to hell, we're passing voter ID without you. We're not letting illegal aliens take control of our country. This wouldn't have happened to us. Every governor I just mentioned would not have been elected without the votes of non-citizens. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. All right, we got only 50 seconds left in this hour. It's just flying by. Um, you know, every day when I finish the show, Robert and I, we title the show for the day for the podcast. Well, here's the title of today's show. To destroy Trump, they were willing to destroy America. Did that work for you? That sort of says it all. The lockdown hoax. To destroy Trump, they were willing to destroy America. Now, notice I call it the lockdown hoax, not the viral hoax. The virus hoax. The virus is real. It kills. I'm talking about the lockdown hoax that this small cadre of communist mandarins have inflicted upon the nation. Every last one of the governors on that short list of mandarins is a hardcore left-wing fanatic who will stop at nothing, nothing, to destroy the economy. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. 
if you would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge that your actions were selfish, putting your own interests ahead of those of the community in which you live. I have to disagree with you, sir, when, I, when you say that I'm selfish, because feeding my kids is not selfish. I have hairstylists that are going hungry because they'd rather feed their kids. So, sir, if you think the law is more important than kids getting fed, then please go ahead with your decision, but I am not going to shut the salon. One woman put in jail for seven days by a psychopathic left-wing Democrat judge, Judge Moy, M-O-Y-E, fined her $7,000, put her in jail for seven days for defying his communistic totalitarian lockdown, and she said, no, I'm not selfish. She was very respectful. She said, I have to feed my kids. That's not selfish. But what would a judge know about what selfishness means? They have lifetime on the bench in their dirty robes. They get to sit there and pass judgment and pass foul gas underneath the robe. And what do they care about whether you go to jail or not? The whole system is broken now. And you could see, by the way, the best and the worst amongst humanity here in this country during this epidemic. Here in San Francisco, I open the show by telling you a story that you, you think would be made up. The so-called San Francisco Department of Public Health, which, by the way, doesn't exist. They failed us since the AIDS epidemic with politics. They confirmed that bums in hotel were put into hotel. They call them homeless. I call them bums, who they gave free hotel rooms. They were also given free weed, free alcohol, and free methadone. So when they were confronted with it, the fake doctors in the SF Public Health Department said these harm reduction-based practices. Are you listening to the words, the, the doublespeak out of 1984? These harm reduction-based practices, giving a bum alcohol is a harm reduction-based practice. Giving a bum weed, giving a bum drugs is a harm reduction-based practice. Uh, they should go to prison. FBI should invade San Francisco, arrest the management, start with the mayor, put the supervisors in prison, and put some people in there who can run the city and, get, and, and rid us of this plague. But no, it won't happen. We got to play nice. So now we have demonic Mandarin governors, demonic Mandarin judges, jailing people. Saw the one in Texas, they sent out a attack squad with a tank to arrest a bar owner. I, I couldn't believe it. A SWAT team arrests armed vigilantes defying lockdown in Texas bar. This is what a SWAT team has come down to? I'm shocked to tell you this story. The SWAT team should have stood down and said, no, sir, we're not going to do it. We're not arresting people for going to a bar. We're not doing it. You're letting illegal aliens pour over the border with drugs, and you're arresting Texans for going to a bar? Meanwhile, the corrupt gangster regime under Poloni, is, uh, Pol Poloni, Poloni, I call it, Poloni, Baloney, Pelosi, is pushing ahead on a massive new virus bailout bill. She wants hundreds of billions more. Don't they have any limits to what they want? No, 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 no. So what's the good news? There is none. There, what are, you want me to make up good news and play Mr. Optimist? Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg hospitalized with infection, but she's still holding court there from her house uh, by Skype. Well, I'll tell you what's coming. She's held on. You know, these old ones on the left never seem to go. God bless her. She should live to the age of, no, not really. Uh, she has done more damage to this country than any single woman I know of. This infection, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, is like a, a woman infection. Do you know who she was? Do you know that she, she was the head of the ACLU before she was put on the Supreme Court? And the pacifist, the passive Republicans ushered her right in like 92 to 8. Did you know that this woman was disqualified from the beginning because of her extremist background? And for all these decades, she has destroyed the U.S. Supreme Court and thereby destroyed America's jurisprudence. She's probably going to go to her reward in the next few months, and Trump will get another Supreme Court appointment. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a thing to watch. That is going to be something to behold, to see another Supreme Court appointment. What he ought to do when he replaces her is replace Roberts at the same time. Put him out to pasture. 
Let him run a pork factory because he's not running the Supreme Court very well, that Roberts. Okay, I told you I was going to take calls, and I need to. And at 1.30, boy, do we have a guest for you at the bottom of this hour. Stephen Moore, and you say, well, okay, he's good from the Heritage Foundation. He's an economist. Good. I've had him on before. But he's going to talk about it's time to open the country again and the damage to the economy. How do we overcome it? He's a great guest. He'll be here at the bottom of the hour. Let's take some calls right now on the Savage Nation. I don't know where to begin. I mean, I'm so enamored here with your calls. It's so beautiful to see. I really don't know. Why don't we do this? 30 seconds or less. Get on the air. Don't say hi, Mike, or I'm honored. None of that. I don't need to hear it, and you don't need to say it. Just say, here's what I want to say, and just say it 30 seconds or less. Okay, let's just do that. Thomas on Long Island, welcome to the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Don't ever leave Wait. A story up was on Tucker Carlson. Sir, speak up, please, loud. There was a story on Tucker Carlson last Thursday. I can't hear you. You're mumbling and you got you got adenoids. You know, I'm sorry your mother didn't take you to a good doctor when you were a young boy. I didn't understand a word he was saying. I, I don't understand why they would call a show and not be able to. Okay, here we go again. Next one. I'm not going to rant, rant on and on. Mary in Pennsylvania, welcome to the show. 30 seconds or less. Go ahead, please. Yes, I just want you to know that... Um Emperor Wolf in Pennsylvania closed down state-run liquor stores um, at the beginning of the lockdown. And the state owns all the liquor stores, and very few, very few supermarkets have um, beer or wine. They- oh, well, the people can just smoke marijuana or go to a local drug dealer. Isn't that what the state would like? Worse than that, you can't get through to unemployment. You, you can't get through? Oh, no, of course not. They're busy. You know, they're busy. So, so there's no alcohol? In the, in the state-run liquor stores in Pennsylvania, and none in the in the in the uh, supermarkets either. Um, there are on, only very few supermarkets in the state have permission to sell beer. And- Maybe the cartels can start smuggling in beer and wine now, along with the uh, the crack and the cocaine. It could be a sideline. It's terrible. It's terrible. You want some crack? We got crack. You want some cocaine? We got coke. We got the cases of beer in the truck. Whatever you want. We we have a tyrant. Uh, ruling us. Who, who's your governor in Pennsylvania? It used to be a beautiful state. Who's running it now? Um, his name is Wolf. Oh, Wolf. Yeah. The tyrant, another left-wing fanatic. Yes, the left fanatic. Now his own family business was declared essential and <laughs> exempt from the shutdown. Well, that's how it works. This is how the gangsters run it. They pretend that they're for the poor. The gangsters pretend they're for the immigrant, but the gangsters. Pretend they're doing, they come to do good, but they do very well indeed. Let's put it to you that way. Thank you. Heartbreaking. Remember the title of the show today is They Were Willing to Destroy America to Destroy Trump. That's the title of the show. It's that simple. To destroy Trump, they're willing to destroy America. That's who they are. That's who these mandarins are. And there's how many of them? 20, 25? Think about it. How could 25 people, that's all they are, are people, have destroyed an entire economy. How is that even possible? 50 people. How can 50 people destroy 350 million people? What would happen if everyone said, go to hell, I'm going to do what I want. I'll, I'll do what I want. I'll socially distant. Okay, I'll wear a mask when I need it. But you're not closing my business down. If every business in America reopened, what? They're going to send a SWAT team out to every business? They're going to send a SWAT team to every business in America? If you reopened your restaurant and your bar? I don't think so. And the SWAT team would have turned around and arrest the people giving them the orders to close, to, to put the uh, restaurant owner in jail. They would have turned around and arrest those giving them those orders. If you think this is new, you're wrong. There's an article I found this morning on michaelsavage.com. Coronavirus mask confrontations echo San Francisco's anti-mask league a century ago. It's a fascinating story for the Washington Post. And... Um, goes back to 1918 when the city of San Francisco, before it became San Francisco, after the hippies invaded in the 60s, uh, they, uh, the uh, mask-wearing order was listed, lifted, sorry, and the cases surged. They took the masks off and people started to get sick. And by 1918, November, sirens sounded throughout San Francisco and everywhere gauze squares flooded to the ground as people cheered and they threw their masks away. 
But then, unfortunately, there was a slight uptick in cases, and they were asked to mask up again. January 1919, the pandemic's second wave hit the city. And if you look at the history of that one, it's very interesting. Last week, a family dollar store security guard in Flint, Michigan, was shot and killed after telling a customer that her child had to wear a face mask. Can you believe this? Masks became a flashpoint for protests and fights uh, as businesses, beaches, and parks reopened. But 100 years ago, a band of San Franciscans led by several prominent business leaders and physicians staged a rebellion. They called themselves the Anti-Mask League. And it was attended by several thousand residents demanding a permanent end to the city mask ordinance. Now, you may say, well, it was stupid that they took the masks off. The second wave came. Yeah, but it was a slight uptick in cases. Slight uptick. So it's a trade-off. You understand how this works? And I think that there needs to be a rebellion in the country. This is bigger than the Whiskey Rebellion. This is bigger than the Boston Tea Party. This has to become a national mask party. And the mandarins have to be held accountable for destroying the country. The mandarins need to be held trial. A trial needs to be held before a people's court. And the mandarins who are doing this to us need to be tried and thrown into prison for what they've done to the states and counties and cities that they have taken over like Chinese communist generals. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. What has this done to the human soul? What are the long-term effects? We know about the economic devastation. But what about the long-term effects of this fascism that has arisen from the Cuomo's of the world? We're a small cadre of radical, far-left, dictatorial mandarins have destroyed their entire states with their mania of control. After all, they could have opened up the low or no counties i've been trying to tell you for months i've been emailing this to various governors open up northern california here's six counties with no cases dead letter box cuomo of course always has a dead letter box to anything that takes away his power so yeah we're going to have an infection that rises and will go up but trade it off against the devastation of life without income. People commit suicide when they lose their income. Do you know that? Do you understand? Now, look, most of you do understand it. Government workers don't. You know, here where I live in the San Francisco area, do you know I see postal trucks with these deadbeat postmen driving at 630 at night delivering useless junk mail just to pad their income? No one has reined in these postal jerks running around with their dirty old trucks, delivering garbage mail. How in this? How does this go on? Because Pelosi insists that the government bail out the U.S. Postal Service to make sure they get the fat pensions, which a good percentage of them take home to overseas countries. Oh, yeah. One country in particular specializes in postmen. They think it's a big, fat American job, but I don't want to talk about pensions right now. We are in such devastating waters yeah, we'll reopen here and there and this and that. 20 million people now. How many are unemployed? 30 million. Private payrolls dropped by 20 million. Worst loss in history. The layoffs that you are seeing now will be permanent. Department stores gutted, gone. Stores that are common names in your life will never reopen. I don't even know what's going to open like where I live. I see them all. I'm going to see a Nordstrom's gone or a Macy's. What's going to go in there? A homeless shelter? Will the schmucks who run the county put in a homeless shelter into a Macy's store? That's the best. Don't. Oh, no. Don't think they wouldn't do it. These mandarins who belong in prison. These little small men and women, these microcephalic minds. They belong in a nuthouse. Who else would take a job like that? They'll probably. What would they turn it into? A bowling? I don't know what they'll turn a Macy's into. I guess it would be a good um, a shelter for bums. Well, they take them out of the hotels, put them into a Macy's on cots, give them, give them uh, some uh, marijuana, some alcohol, and say it's keeping them off the streets. Bankruptcy industry is kicking into high gear. I know you don't want to hear. I get it. It's depressing. You want uplifting. You want entertainment. 
Well, I'm not Jerry Seinfeld. I get it. You want entertainment. I'm not Larry David, that schmuck. The step and fetch it of Jews. Larry David, hired by Governor Newsom about three weeks ago. Stay in your house and watch television. The billionaire. Stay in your house and watch television. That bum. That man who has disgraced the Jewish people. Newsom thought he was a great pick. Larry David, that bum who makes a mockery of Jewish males. A schlemiesel, a schlemiel, a weasel, a cheater, a liar. That's what he pretends to be. That's, that's your image of Jews, is Larry David. That's who Governor Newsom chose as his uh, pal, his media pal. Stay home and watch TV. Watch more pornography. Watch more violence on Netflix. From Netflix to Noflix in one generation. I'll be right back. Michael Savage, a host like no other. All right, so I proposed the theory that there's a lockdown hoax. And I said to destroy Trump, they were willing to destroy America. And I sent it to a friend in the media who's a brilliant guy. And he said, no, the whole world locked down. It was not about Trump. This is the flat earth society reforming where you believe in stuff like that. He may be right. You know, you can make this fit almost any theorem that you would like. You can make it about Trump, but it's not about Trump. When you think about the bigger picture, I mean, they closed down Vietnam. (laughs) Think about it. They locked down people in Vietnam, Russia. It's not about Trump. So you want to focus, oh, it's only about Trump and the Democrats did it to destroy Trump. You have to see the bigger picture. So what is the hoax about? They did not have to lock down entire nations and entire states. They did not have to, not from the beginning. Does it fit the theory it was done to destroy Trump? It could fit the theory. It could fit other theories, too. I would say it's based on stupidity more than it is on a conspiracy to destroy Trump. I would say these governors are stupid. They may look nice. They have hair gel. They're tall. Movie star looks. Some of them. Some are ugly. But some are good looking, but they're dumb. When did you ever assume that if someone looks good, they're smart? Some people who look good are idiots. Go back to high school. Some of the biggest jerks and morons were the best-looking people. So what does good good looks have to do with intelligence? They're being manipulated by others, or they're just stupid. And they want to believe that they're helping us. Maybe they actually are that stupid that they want to believe they're helping you by destroying you. It's like carpet bombing Vietnam. In order to save Vietnam, you had to bomb Vietnam, right? You got to kill for peace. I mean, you could say that's what Cuomo's doing. It's like you got to kill for peace. Same thing, you got to destroy to to save. Maybe Cuomo is stupid. Did you ever think he's just dumb? That he just worked for his father and he's stupid? And he's drunk on power? And he's an all-powerful dictator, has the power of the government behind him and God knows what else? And people are terrified of him? But he's actually dumb and he doesn't even know what he's doing to the state? Same in Jersey, same in Illinois. Same in Virginia, wherever you look. So, you know, a lot of people can fill in the blanks any way they want, whichever way you want to do it. Let's take some callers. Uh, oh, no, we have our guest. I'm sorry, my guest is ready. The great Stephen Moore is with us on line 10. Mr. Moore from the Heritage Foundation and working for Donald Trump. Welcome to the show. I'm what you were saying about the Stephen, we're breaking up. We're breaking up on the on the cell phone. Mr. Moore, can you hear us? I can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Okay, let's make it simple for everyone listening to this great show. You know what you're talking about. Um, you remember the Journal's editorial board. You returned to the Heritage in 2014. You are not. Are you advising the Trump administration on the economic devastation that we're living through right now? I am, and, and uh, I'm on the president's economic recovery task force. He just announced about. Sorry, a few minutes late for your show. I was uh, I was commenting on the president's. Uh, he just got done with his press conference, Michael, and he said the last thing he said, by the way, was we are going to get this economy open. He said that is my top priority. You know, I, I do think, Michael. That when we look back at this six months or a year or two or five years from now, 
I think people will say this was one of the greatest mistakes our nation ever made. I really do. Well, that's what we've been talking about right now, which is the virus is not a hoax. The virus is not a hoax, but the lockdown of entire societies is a hoax. It is so devastating. I think most Americans think that we can just go right back to work when this is over. But, you know, Michael, every day I get calls that are heartbreaking from men and women who spent their whole life building up a small business, put every penny of their life saving into it, and then the government has destroyed it. And you look at what's happening with the lines in places like Pittsburgh and Philadelphia here on the East Coast where you have people waiting in lines for an hour and a half, mile long, at the food trucks because they don't have food because the government's taken away the jobs. It, it is really so sad. And, and we didn't need to do this. Uh, we Obviously, we need to take a lot of safety steps to make sure people stayed safe. And we needed to keep our home safe. And we needed to keep people with the existing conditions safe. But this idea of, of just locking down our economy, we've done trillions of damage, dollars of damage that's never recoverable. And it breaks my heart to see this. Let's just never do this again. Let's get the states open. And but, Stephen, that's Stephen. For, for seven weeks, I've been screaming about first selective quarantines. I emailed Governor Newsom on it. I said, at least open the six counties that have no cases fell on deaf ears. I said the same thing to uh, Cuomo's office. Open the New York state counties with no cases. And they did a one size fits all. It's part of their power madness as well. You have to admit, wouldn't you say? I would. And, you know, Michael, did you know that almost half of the counties in the United States, almost half of those counties have had virtually zero coronavirus, almost deaths. So what, I mean, it's one thing to shut down New York City or New Orleans or Correct. had a right. pandemic, but there, you know, well over half of America never had a problem with it. Right. So why did they lump in all of America with the, the cesspools of these cities? By the way, these sanctuary cities uh, is where the largest... A cluster of this disease, the largest clusters of this disease are in sanctuary cities. Wouldn't you agree with the data? Well, I'm thinking about that. So New York, yes. Uh, San Francisco, yes. Seattle, yes. Yes. Uh, uh, Los Angeles, yes. Uh, Downtown Chicago, yes. Washington, D.C., yes. Right. So I think there's something there because it was really tough. Tell Donald Trump that Michael Savage says that had we closed down the sanctuary cities and not the nation, we wouldn't be having this trouble. But again, from your point of view as an economist and you're speaking to the president, we all know that the country will never be the same again, no matter what anyone says. Um, a family member flew today on Southwest Airlines and she sent me a picture. It's heartbreaking. There were four people on the whole plane. You know, and you wonder how the airlines are going to survive. You wonder how many how the, how these restaurants and so on. And, you know, before I came on, I heard you talking and you were talking about states like New Jersey, states like New York, states like my home state of Illinois, states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin. These are states with radical left wing Democrat governors who want to control their economies and they're keeping their people from going on the job. And, and incidentally, liberals love to talk about how much they care about low-income people and people, minorities, and so on. Michael, the people are getting flattened by this shutdown. Our working-class Americans and low-income Americans who live paycheck to paycheck, who, are, who don't have these tenured jobs at universities, uh, universities, that they can go without eight weeks without working. You know, no. professors are still getting more paid. Government workers are still getting paid. It's the small businessmen and women aren't getting paid. It's the low-income wage workers who are not getting paid. They're getting crushed. Well, I have friends who own small restaurants, and they spent their whole life building them. Not only have they not received 10 cents from uh, the banks, they've tried, they can't get a dime. And can you speak to this audience about how some of these big companies got the money while the little guys didn't? Oh, I, 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 you're just making me angrier and angrier <laughs> because I am so disgusted by the way that program has worked. You know, Art Laffer and I, we worked together, the great uh, Arthur Laffer, and we, we recommended to the president, let's do a loan program for small businesses for, say, eight weeks or ten weeks while they don't have customers so they don't have to go bankrupt. Well, all of a sudden it became a free money uh, you know, run to Washington. The people with the biggest lobbyists got in line first. And you've got major companies that were getting $5 million, $8 million, $10 million grants, and they don't have to pay that money back. And the little guy on Main Street down the street who runs a restaurant with 15 employees, he doesn't get the money. It's just it's disgusting. Yes, and people are, are seeing this, incidentally. And, and the Fed is giving money 
to companies that they previously said were on the verge of bankruptcy and they shouldn't be funded. How is that happening? Well, I, I, I can't explain it. It's just that this is the way Washington works. This is the way the swamp works. The people <laughs> know the way you play the game in Washington. I guarantee you they were the first ones in line to get these grants, the ones that lead, needed the money least. The other thing we're doing that's really stupid, I mean, you could write in your next book, Michael, about the stupid things we've done. <laughs> I love it. I love you telling me that's not a bad idea. But I think we need more than a book. We need an encyclopedia, wouldn't we? Okay, how about this one? 30 states now. In 30 states, we are paying more money to workers for staying unemployed than going back on the job. Oh, I have to, I have to relate. I have a friend who owns a chain of supermarkets, like six markets. And he said to me, when this first hit, and people were unemployed. He looked for workers. He got tons of them. And he said when the government money came flowing in, they were making more money by not working. He said he can't even hire people to work in the supermarkets right now. So I have a friend. I'll tell you another story. I have a friend who owns a construction company. He had 80 workers. And, you know, construction's hard work. It's not like being a university professor. And so he said the day after they paid that legislation, the full 100% benefits plus the $600, he said 40 of the people just walked right off of the job. By the way. Oh, yeah. I see them here fishing every day. Illegal aliens, by the way. They never had it so good. They're coming out every day on the water's edge fishing every day. They have nothing but money in their hands. Why are illegal aliens being given this money? Non-citizens. Well, they shouldn't be. I mean, we shouldn't be giving. I'm sorry. I'm living in, in, in dystopia here in uh, Gavin Newsom's backyard. Stephen Moore, is it safe to open the country again? In most Yes, uh, we have to be. Look, I believe in public health. I think people should wear masks. I think they should wear gloves. I think we should use disinfectants. I think at the start there should be dis- social distancing in the workplace. You know, but here's my point. Um, you know, there are a lot of people. I have relatives who think I'm crazy. They're not going to come out of their house for months. That's their right as an American. Everybody, if you don't want to, yeah, yeah, they're scared to death. They've been panicked into thinking they're going to die if they walk out of the house. But the point is, why don't we leave these decisions up to the people, Michael? Right. Right. If you want to take a chance and go out, be my guest. But don't tell the rest of us to sit like a prisoner. Well, that's right. We've impoverished our citizens. I'm estimating, uh, Michael, that, uh, again, put this in your book about government stupidity. (laughs) Our our national debt this year could go up. Are you sitting down, Michael? Are you sitting down? Uh, Wait, let me. Yes. Hold it. Give me a second. I'm going to pull the broadcast chair over. Hold on. Okay, I'm sitting down now, Stephen. I believe that our national debt, if Pelosi gets this next package she wants, she wants another yeah. three-month extension, extension of this unemployment benefit so people don't have to go back to work, I estimate we will have a national debt over $5 trillion this year. Does she know how to add? Where, where is the money? Look, Stephen, you're an economist that I'm not. I'm a fairly well-read man. But with this kind of debt, don't we have the equivalent of uh, a dollar that's worth about 20 percent less than it was before this? Well, you would think if we keep borrowing like this, that you're going to have a situation where pretty soon, you know, the foreigners aren't going to lend us money. You see this massive, massive debt. Uh, You know, I can't answer your question because we've never done this before. Yeah, well, wait, why don't we default on our on our debt with China? Why don't we just default the way other countries have done to us? What would happen if we did that? You know, it's funny you should mention that because the president was asked about that just a half hour ago in his press conference about China. China has got to be held responsible. They are in denial right now. They're indignant that we even accuse them of of spreading disease. And I believe that and I think the president would agree. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think that they owe us war reparations. Oh, yes. And look, you and I agree. About a month ago, I did a, a podcast on it, which is China owes us reparations. I was called every name under the sun, but it's coming. And again, we don't say I don't believe uh, with the conspiracy theorists that they did it on purpose. I believe it was an accidental escape from a from a biowarfare laboratory. That's my opinion by what I have read. But in either case, they owe us reparations. That's what I think. Yes, because they what they did, it was not an error of commission. It was an error of omission. They knew that they had a deadly virus that was highly contagious. They knew that back in December and they deceived the world. And they've cost the United States and other countries in the world trillions of dollars. And they pay for their misdeeds. And if, it, if they don't want to pay the money, then you know what? Uh, I would say to President Xi in Beijing, hey, you know, you know that trillion dollars we owe you? Uh, we're not sure we're going to make those payments. 
And what would happen? But, Stephen, look, you advise President Trump. You just came from a meeting with him. You came from a press conference with him. You're right on the inside. You're an economist. You advise Mr. Trump and administration officials. I have one question for you. How is the president handling all of this? You know, this has uh, 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 steel spine. He has been amazing. He, he's a bit, the reason we elected him is he's a businessman. He knows something about business. I can't imagine, by the way, can you imagine getting through this crisis with Joe Biden as president? I mean, you know, it would be uh, it would be a total catastrophe. Well, we, we've tried to reach out to all the nursing homes in America, but we can't locate Mr. Biden. No nursing home has him listed as a patient. Stephen Moore, <laughs> we're looking high and low in every nursing home we can think of. We cannot find him. He's hiding in one of them. Stephen Moore, a Heritage Foundation economist and an advisor to President Trump, has joined us tonight. And today on the Savage Nation, thank you so much for the update. I really appreciate it, Mr. Moore. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, the Savage Nation. I want to go back to something that we discussed at the beginning of the show today before the show comes to a conclusion. There is a theory running around that this was done in America to destroy Trump's reelection. Well, let's say you're part of that thinking which I'm not. Uh, There's an article that came out a few minutes ago how terrorist groups and gangs are responding to the coronavirus crisis. And they go around the world. Mexican drug lords are beating people up if they don't lock down. Brazilian drug gangs beating people up. Italian mafia, La La Cosa Nostra, is uh, getting involved. MS-13 are trying uh, as well in their country to keep people, frankly, from getting the disease, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, the Taliban. If you look at the article, Hezbollah, Hezbollah, which is considered a terrorist group in the U.S., said it would mobilize 25,000 people, including frontline medics, to help confront the coronavirus in Lebanon. It's not about Trump. That is the kind of thinking you would expect from non-thinking people. No, the reaction to it has been a disaster here in America by locking every state down equally, every county down equally, by quarantining everyone equally. That is the problem, but it was not aimed at getting Trump. It was conducted on false data by people with very limited IQs who are enjoying the power trip. The Westwood One Podcast Network.